Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. James, Mary, Michael, bring your ID to Splash for a free car wash today. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of They both doing a good job. Uh, Antonio came in, you know, very vocal leader, very vocal type guy, and you know he leads by action. Today we see we got to see him run today too, and he was doing pretty well. Uh, like I said earlier, Jaheim Thomas, you know he he was moving around fluently today. You know it's the first day, so you know we're gonna make mistakes and things like that. But I feel like he he left no room for error, and he just went out there and just played it all out. He just played his hardest today. That is Pooh Paul, Arkansas's. Proven product at linebacker, waiting to see the other guys coming up, but apparently he is evaluating them in a pretty good way, so we'll see who uh, will help contribute in a major way at linebacker. That is among the questions as we enter the season. Getting ready now for the Red-White Report. Let's get to it. Then we'll get back to that NFL question so Wes can defend uh, Dak Prescott. The Red-White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. All right. Razorback camp is underway. If you missed it, Tom Murphy, a good listen earlier today. We talked about a number of different items related to camp. He will give us an update on Friday. Back in the zone. Looking forward to talking to him again. And one of the discussion points is about who's going to be the leading receiver. That's something we're going to keep an eye on. One of the areas that uh, the Hogs feel good about, running back with the depth. Also, defensive line. A lot of depth up there as well. Coach Pittman talked about it. We're big. They run. They play well together. You know, it starts out at the ends. You know, we're huge at defensive end right now, and and guys can run. Yeah, I thought Tank, uh, you know, it's uh, spiders, you know, but Tank moved around really well today. Keevy Rose did, you know, some guys, some new guys. Keelon Stewart, I thought he he, uh, moved well. So I was mostly looking at some of the new guys in Indy, so I could kind of, you know, the guys I hadn't seen before move around a little bit, but we're big, and uh, those guys can move, so certainly that'll help us in the run. We do like that. On the offensive line, Arkansas with a couple of proven commodities, one of them, Bo Limmer. He's been named to the Remington Trophy preseason watch list, which goes to the best center in the country. Of course, they had a really good year last year with him helping to anchor the line. Continues hopefully this year. Women's basketball getting ready to go over to Europe. They will depart for Croatia. Well, they have departed for Croatia. Coming back on the 14th. Arkansas plays its first game today, 7 o'clock Central Time. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who they're playing in most of these cases because they're difficult to pronounce. But I will tell you they're playing the in-Croatia All-Stars. To start. And then uh, on Wednesday, I can't tell you because that's way too hard to pronounce. They are playing uh, another team on Sunday, so then they'll head back over. We'll try to get Coach on him to get back and get his thoughts on what he saw from his team. Those are always fun, especially when you got a a lot of new faces. Mm -hmm. And they do have quite a few new pieces this year, so uh, probably a good year to get an exempt trip like this one. Every four years, you get one of those. Little Rock Trojans also on their way to Italy right now. They got a, a brand new team, Coach Walker and his his staff uh, and his, his team. So it's good for them also to get a chance to. And you know, it, we had Coach Neighbors on. It wasn't about the games. It's not so much about the. I mean, it's part of it, but this is all about the experience and the and the trip and the things that these young women and young men will see and do while they're over there and building that team chemistry and camaraderie. I think that's even bigger. All right, let's get back to it. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, a couple Um, of things. I've got a couple of things. 
All right, so uh, the list we were looking at before the, the break hit with Dak Prescott. and this, Somebody, Taylor and Cabot said he yeah. wasn't a top-ten quarterback, and he gave us the quarterbacks, and we pretty much agree. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, that's the top five. I have no problem with that unless you want to say Lamar Jackson. Now that he's healthy and when he's healthy, he is a top-five quarterback. I no agree doubt. with that. And Justin Herbert, to me, drops down because Justin Herbert, to me, and Trevor Lawrence are exactly the same. Justin Herbert maybe has uh, shown a little more arm talent, but at the end of the day, they're both unproven to some degree. They're still both very young in their career with all kinds of upside, and we'll see what happens. And that's where now I would put Dak next after uh, Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts. I think he's a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has had one good year, and I do like Trevor Lawrence, and I think he's coming, and maybe he passes Dak this year. I don't know. But Why is Justin Herbert accepted pretty widely? Because he's had way more. He's had, like, three good years. But you okay. know what? What what has Dak not done? Yeah, I know. He hasn't won it's a Super Bowl. Playoffs, yeah. Well, so here's my point. He hasn't had a deep playoff run, like, but that's not just him. It's a well, team game. Well, he got beat by Aaron Rodgers on a miracle play to the tight end on a home game where they go to the Super Bowl. I mean, that was I was there for that game. Dak had a great game. They have the lead. Aaron Rodgers gets the ball and hits uh, Cook, the tight end, on a miraculous throw on the sideline, gets two toes yeah. in somehow, and then they kick a 50-something yard field goal. That is not Dak's fault. Dak played a great game. That's what's keeping him from going to the Super Bowl. Guys, Dak's been in the, in the league seven years. The quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls in those seven years, Tom Brady, three, Patrick Mahomes, two, and then you had Stafford at the, with the Rams and the backup quarterback for the Eagles when he came Nick in. Foles. Nick Foles. So all these other quarterbacks are trash, too, because they haven't won a Super Bowl either. Nobody said Dak was trash. They just well, say no, they are. Make... Well, they're, okay, that's on the live fan feedback. Who did they that... say after Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson? Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson. Kirk Cousins is not. No, I'm not taking Kirk Cousins, and I'm not taking Deshaun Watson over Dak after what I saw last year. If Deshaun... Look, he was rusty, and... but Deshaun's never won anything, right. so why are you taking him over Dak? Kirk Cousins had a great year last year. I think if Deshaun was Houston Texans, Deshaun, I'd take him over Dak, but we don't know what he is right now. So, Kirk Cousins was the fourth-leading passer in the league last year. He was. So let's give him his due, and we'll see. He's also working with the most dynamic wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So that does help his – now, he does not have one of the more unique offensive weapons in the NFL this year either. So we'll see, without Dalvin Cook, how much different they look. These – I just pulled up Dak's numbers – 23 and 4 is rookie year. 22 and 30, these are touchdown to interception ratio. 22 and 8 the next year. 30 and 11 in 2019, the year he got hurt uh, and only played mm-hmm. in five games. He was 9 and 4. Bounce back year of 37 and 10. 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions uh, the following year. And then uh, last year was the one year. And that's what everybody wants to point out, the 15 interceptions. If you turn on ESPN and watch it more than 20 minutes, they're going to be talking about Dak and his 15 interceptions last year. And I think we've talked to Babe. We talked to Mickey several times and both said, you can't pin those 15, all 15 interceptions on Dak. There were some crazy things that happened last year. He played 12 games. Yes. That's why 15 is gross. Oh, it would be gross in a normal year, but yeah. It'd be going gross back, if games. you see those interceptions, if they were to show those 15 interceptions and you see balls clanking off a of receiver's hands or the receiver running the wrong route, and that was the whole point of what Babe was saying. Yes, did he, he had a couple of bad throws, and he, all quarterbacks make and throw interceptions, but there were a couple that you just can't pin on Dak. Those weren't his fault. I know what. They seemed to add up a little bit last year. I'm all for common sense, and I'm all for logic, and I'm all for being reasonable, but again, the numbers do matter, and he played 12 games and threw 15 interceptions. Nobody else in the top 20 quarterbacks last year, as far as yards go, threw 15 interceptions, except for Davis Mills, and most of these other guys played 17 games. And that's why I would say go back and look. I don't think last year's indicative necessarily of Dak's career, though. No, he's never thrown anything like that. This is a put-up-or-shut-up year for him, though, and again, I don't know how good his weapons are comparatively to what he's had in the past, or what the rest of the team makeup is, you know better than that, better than I do, but at some point, this is who he is, or this is what they're going to be with him at quarterback, right? Yeah. Now, look, let's just say, um, okay, if you put Patrick Mahomes on the Cowboys today, are they automatically the Super Bowl favorite? That's a bad argument. Yeah. They are. are they? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No doubt. All right. You what put a- Patrick Mahomes on about 15 teams, they're, they're going yeah, to be... If you put the- Patrick Mahomes on Washington, they're a Super Bowl contender. Contender, not the favorite. They, no, they'd be close. They wouldn't be. No, it it would be. 
I don't agree. Washington probably has the best wide receiver group of the NFC East. And they got a really good defense. And they got a good running backs. And their defense is top ten, so they probably would be. Okay. We're missing a quarterback. That's it. But anyway, um, I think it's a common so thing. So a lot about 20 other teams in the NFL. And yeah. that's why I say Dak's not trash because there are a lot of teams that would love to have him. I think it's a common trend to just hate on the Cowboys quarterback, and I'm a Washington fan, so I'm all for it. But they did it with Romo, too, and Romo was a top quarterback in the league. What's the biggest issue with the Cowboys? I don't know if they Maybe have... Maybe Tony Pollard's backup? you got to keep Pollard healthy uh, because you saw in the playoff game what happened when to- Tony Pollard got hurt. I mean, the Cowboys' offense came to a grinding halt against the 40... And the 49ers' defense is great. Uh, but when Tony Pollard went out, that game pretty much was over. He was their best and most explosive player at the end of last season. They addressed that, because, went out and got Braden Cooks uh, to help C.D. Lamb at wide receiver. Uh, the wide receiver core is deep, man. What are the odds to win the NFC East this year? Do you know? I imagine there's a second Eagles favorite behind the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Then who? Cowboys? The Cowboys. Oh, no, the 49ers. I'm sorry. It's Eagles, 49ers, and the Cowboys. The 49ers aren't playing in the NFC East. Oh. No, and Eagles, to win Cowboys. the NFC East. Yeah. That would be the Eagles and the Cowboys right Should behind. Should be a pretty them. competitive. Uh, I'd say what plus three hundred competitive uh, three to one division. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I think it's no one is has won the NFC East in back to back years in like over a decade. Is that? The yeah, stat? I think it's been even longer. Longer it's than been that. Been a long time. Yeah. Uh, so the Eagles won it last year. Did the Cowboys win it the year before? That was the year. Dak got hurt, right? Two years ago, sounds yeah. right. No, no, the no Dak. They were that was the full year. Dak in twenty twenty one, thirty seven touchdowns, ten interceptions. So he's got twenty five interceptions the last two years. Yes. Okay. Thirty seven and ten though. That's awesome. Anybody will take that. Two years ago, sure. Um, I'm gonna look at the odds here because I haven't looked in a minute. I'll see what the Oakland has on the odds to win the East. Tuck is a devout Cowboys fan. Tuck has thoughts. What do you say, buddy? It's crazy, Justin. I don't understand how these people are saying all this. Even with Patrick Mahomes as starting quarterback, it does. It, it, Dallas would not be a Super Bowl contender. I don't care how many points you score. If you can't stop anybody, it does you no good. It's been proven year after year after year. Romo was putting up numbers. Everybody hated on Romo. Romo was always put in a position where he gives you 35 points a game, but he has to go score 42 because you can't stop anybody. Can anybody disagree on that? Well, that's what I was saying before. Just before. It's but a common was, thing just to hate but, on the Cowboys quarterback. Tony Romo was really yeah, good. He was. And that's the whole thing. Even with Dak. You know, Dak was put in a position to where, you know, he, he threw 17 interceptions. Absolutely. But why was that? Because you took half of his receiving core away. Now, as a defensive coordinator, now all I got to do is shift all my defenders towards C.D. Lamb. He has nobody else to throw to, so he's forcing passes. So when he makes it, he's great. But when he doesn't, he's sorry. That's the perspective that everybody has. You're putting him in that position. I don't understand how everybody's hating on Ezekiel Elliott. You're talking about Ezekiel Elliott's not productive anymore. How can you be productive when you take half of my touches away but expect, expect me to put up the same numbers? That's stupid. That's idiotic. And you still look at the numbers that he rushed for last year, even with him being hurt. Tony Pollard will be in the same situation this year because every time we get a back that's a backup and he does real good, we get rid of our starter and we bring that back up as the starter, and guess what happens? He gets banged up and he's in the same situation, i.e. Marion Barber. Mm. Well, you're supposed to argue with him or agree. Well, the thing with Zeke is his yards per carry was way down. I think it was like well three and a half. And maybe part four, of it was he was he was put in a lot of situations in third and one, third and two, exactly. goal line situations exactly. that hurt his yard per carry. But Tuck, you got to admit, watching Zeke run, he lost more than a step, and he wasn't effective oh, absolutely. anymore. Absolutely, but that's because he is your inside guy. You have Tony Pollard as your scat back. I don't care who you are. Eventually, you're practicing against three hundred pound guys every day. Okay. You're going to get hurt. When these knees and legs give up on you, that's all you have. you you got to do the best you can, and that's what he's trying to do is be productive. But the position that you're putting him in, even knowing that he's hurt, you're still having him running up in between the tackles. Mm. 
mm-hmm. you're expecting him to get a burst every single time. That does not happen. That yeah. does not happen. That's why running backs are becoming a dime a dozen, and you don't pay you your go, running bro. back. And that's where go. they really but messed up. To, they shouldn't have yeah, paid him all that not, money on the second contract. Yeah, and and you know what? As as a with him being the player, the position he was put in, yes, he did right to get his money. It's up to management not to give him that much. Yep. You should have came up with a deal that was satisfying for both sides. So you can't be mad at the man because he maxed out his opportunity because he saw this coming. And a lot of those running backs see this coming. So that's why they're trying to max out their opportunity. And now that the league is catching up with it, they want to say, hey, you know what, like you said, running backs now are a dime a dozen. But he had to get his money. But, again, I still didn't understand how can you cut his production in half, his touches in half, and expect his production to be the same. That does not happen in any realm with any back. No. He didn't get the opportunities, but – to me, he didn't deserve those opportunities. It was time to move on and get somebody else. I'm not criticizing Zeke. I mean, to me, he just it slowed down. It was just time to move on. And uh, I hope yeah. somebody else signs him. He gets paid a little bit more and plays a little bit more. But uh, I think the Cowboys have done the right thing when it comes now to correcting that issue of his contract. Yeah. Well, hey, we, we, we're going to see. Uh, again, you know, I look forward to, to the season. I want it to be a productive season. But it's only Dallas that you can say had a 12-5 and five season two years back-to-back and were terrible. Yeah. You don't hear that about anybody else. No. It's the reason. Hey, so, Tuck, get excited about right, the guys. defense. Defense is going to be really I'm, good I'm, this year. And they were right, well, They went from very good hoping. last year to maybe this year being great. I hope so, Doc. But, again, like I said, you got to give, you gotta give uh, uh, Dak more weapons. You know, you got to give him more weapons. I think they've surrounded him with better weapons, but, you know, like I said, time will tell. Time yep. will tell, guys. Hey, good talking to y'all. Sorry I had to talk to y'all in forever, no. man, but I had to call in on this. No, great to hear from you, Tuck. I'd like to hear from All you right, more. Brother. Appreciate it. Anybody All else right, want to get in? 661-1037. Problem with the Cowboys. This one from Paul in Lake Village. Quarterback play and play calling. Can't kill the clock when they need to. Well, they fixed, uh, or they think they fixed the play calling. By letting Kellen Moore go on, move on, and now McCarthy's going to take over and call the plays. So he doesn't have anybody to blame. I don't know how anyone thinks Lamar Jackson is good. Dude's trash. I'd take Dak and about 20 quarterbacks over that dude, and I hate Dallas. When he's healthy, he is, yeah, Lamar's he is very good. Yeah. Very good. You can just look at this MVP season. By the way, the North is an intriguing uh, division. Bengals are the favorites at plus 150. Ravens are second at plus 220, and the Browns at 375. Steelers, obviously, a long shot there. In fact, there's only a couple of divisions where the favorite is minus money. The Jaguars in the south of the AFC, the Chiefs, the Eagles are a slight minus money favorite at minus 125. Cowboys are second at plus 190. Giants a distant third at 750. Hmm. And then Washington is playing football this year, apparently. Um, Let's see here. Niners are minus favorite. Boy, how... The NFC West is the most insane division. Like, they went from the best division yeah. in football, arguably, a couple years ago to the worst in the NFC, maybe? Mm, Seattle and, well, the Arizona's going to be absolutely. Yeah, they're terrible. The Rams? Crash. I mean, it's crazy. Saints are plus. NFC South is pretty, yeah. pretty bad now. It is. Saints are plus 125 to win the division. Falcons are plus 200. Par- uh, Panthers are plus 400 with the rookie. And then the Bucks at 800. Speaking of uh, reversal of fortune, well, right? Kyle Trask probably a quarterback, good, I guess. Good luck. And then you got a rookie with Carolina. Rookie with, well, second-year guy with the Falcons. What non-favorite do you guys like to, the most? Okay, give us the favorites again for each division. I would, well, you'd I'd, have to like Dallas the most. I'll give you the second. Not necessarily. I'll give you the second choices. Uh, in the north, it's the Ravens. Yeah. Plus 220. Yeah. In the east, it's the Jets. Behind the Bills. Dolphins are plus 300. They're the third choice. Yeah. You've been on the Dolphins, Jock, for two years. Yeah. Chargers second behind the Chiefs. Titans second behind the Jags. I don't think anybody likes anybody else in the South. Uh-uh. Minnesota behind the Lions. So the Lions are the favorite in the NFC North, plus 135. <laughs> then the Vikings are plus 275. And then the Bears and Packers are both plus 400. You like the Vikings? You like the Lions to finally get her done. Boy, the pigskin's going to be intolerable like, if, the, if the Lions are... I kind of like seeing the Lions win the division, honestly. Like they were fun to watch, but their defense was so bad. I mean, the offense put up a ton of points. Sometimes mm-hmm. they had to because they were so far behind. Uh, so unless they've addressed the defense mightily... Uh, I, I tell you who I'll, And I'm still on the Titans. Seattle's second. Falcons are uh, second in the south. I like uh, I like the Ravens in Minnesota and Dallas. Yeah. 
Concur. Maybe in the NFC South, I would throw a flyer because, I mean... Uh, Who I mean, knows? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the Saints could be good. I mean, Kamara, we found out, is going to be out three games, so that's not that big of a penalty. So like the Titans, that's not actually a bad pick uh, for the the money you'd get on it. Yeah. It's over 3-1. to one. I think it's huge. they got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, by the way, we, we never got to mention it, uh, LaMichael, uh, LaMichael Petway from Nashville, played yeah. with the Razorbacks, yeah. transferred. He signed with the Titans last week uh, as like an H-back tight end. He's, really? Yeah, he's apparently How big is been, he now? Uh, he was only like 230, you know, but he was always a bit, one of those he's, big, tall, wide receivers. He's been out for a while, hasn't he? He's been playing in some other league and was, had a very – that's the story of the red was uh, he's had a very good uh, couple of years. and that's the great to give him a chance as kind of a, a big, wide receiver. Huh. Tight slash small tight end. That's cool. Yeah, well, that's cool. I didn't realize Chris Harris from J. A. Fair played at Louisiana Monroe. Played safety Fair's for the. A bit. <laughs> Don't get choked up, Wes. <laughs> Sorry for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, is now their uh, first year cornerback uh, safeties coach. That's cool. So I've emailed the uh, the um, public information guy or the PR department there at the Titans see if we can't get Chris on the show to talk a little bit about the. Titans. Oh, he's in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, David and Cersei in here. What's up, David? Hey guys, uh, I came out at uh, my prediction early this year at eight and four, and uh, I still feel okay about that because I believe we have better defensive players on this particular team this year. <clears throat> excuse me, than we've had in a while, so that should make everybody feel good. But we all know that the key to having a really good football team is two things. Number one, do you have a quarterback? And we check that box. Yes, we do have a quarterback and some backups this year. Uh, number two, can your offensive line dominate a football game? And, boy, I'll tell you right now, uh, with so many new guys, we're bad iffy in this area. And for the last month, I'll be honest with you, I have really sent the anxiety, not necessarily anxiety, but apprehension, between diehard fans and I even get a feeling the way the coaching staff talks that they don't know either and and I'm sure y'all would probably agree with that because they don't yet but I'm really worried about that particular area of our football field I, 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 I football team I really am am I being a little uh, out there on that deal uh, is there something y'all can say to make me feel better? Because I'm really worried about the offensive line. Uh, we have too many new guys first and second year, and I think they're I think they're really going to need some time. And uh, you know, we don't our schedule is a little easier on the front end, I believe. So they might have some time, but really apprehensive about it, guys. So help me out. Thanks. The only thing I can say to help you out is it all starts in the middle, and they got one of the best centers in the country, and then at the guard next to him, uh, they two-year starter, three-year starter, so good experience there. And then they, it looks like the uh, transfer from Florida, who you know played for Florida, had snaps uh, under the previous coaching staff, and then when Napier came in, they changed things up, up a little bit, and he lost his job, and doesn't really fit the type of, you, you know, different offenses have different philosophies as far as their offensive linemen, and he didn't fit the new philosophy, so uh, looks like he's going to be the starter at the other guard. So that's that's your interior, and those three guys have played snaps in the SEC and played some a lot of games in the SEC. Yeah, and, and I'm with you. My biggest concern is on the left tackle and the right tackle, and at some point you got to trust Sam Pittman and Cody Kennedy and the recruiting that they've done and the coaching they can do to get those two guys ready. Golf Enthusiast says on the Asher Record Life fan feedback, Acre, you missed it last Thursday as your co-host Wes literally went full master's voice from 10.06 to about 12.42 with a PGA guest he had. I can understand for a minute or maybe a segment, but the majority of the show. However, Mm-mm. if it was a Masters audition, he definitely passed with flying colors. I don't know what he's talking about. Who'd you have on last week? Flynn Day. Oh. Yeah. He, he hung out the entire show with us. That's uh, great. Went from an, yeah. He was supposed to come in for the first hour, and he's like, I got nothing to do except to go get a manicure. And he said, I can put that off on hold. I mean, he's a professional golfer. He's got to take care of his hands. And uh, <laughs> it was good. No, I we guess. talked Razorback football. We had Razorback football guests that day. Um, we had Dr. O'Malley, who actually did Glenn's uh, hip surgery. And they talked about that. Well, and the mayor of Little Rock. So we didn't talk golf for three hours straight. Rob says, you do realize that in spring and fall camp, our receivers are going to look good because they're going against the worst pass defense in all of college football. Mm. 
Well, that's Ooh. a little bit hyperbolic, sir. No, it's not. It was true. Last year it was. Well, maybe last year it was. But no, it's better. Don't you think it'll be better? You think Arkansas will be in line? I mean, right now in the standings, they're still one of the until no, the, it, the first game. That doesn't have any bearing on anything today. Who's the Super Bowl champs right now? That doesn't have any bear, that doesn't have any bearing to do with anything today. But they're still the champs right now. Okay, well, still the, then Dak Prescott's the worst quarterback in the NFL because he threw 15 picks in 12 games last year. Does that mean anything for this there year? There was worse. Does that mean there were worse? Not in 12 games, there weren't. Does that mean anything to this there year? Was it? No. Nobody? No, 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 no chance. <laughs> Does that mean anything for this year? No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think Arkansas will be the worst pass defense in America. And I think they've got plenty of pieces that are improved. So, yeah, I think that's excessive. I think that's hyperbolic, and I think that's unfair. Uh, All right. Question of the day, Christian. Can I get an update? Our questions of the day today. What do you think the Pac-12 does? Folds, expands, merges with Mountain West. The leader is merged with Mountain West at 57%, folds at 36%. Can you get a TV contract if you merge with the Mountain West? Even though we all agree there are some good pieces in the Mountain West. San Diego Mm. State, Boise. I just don't... When you merge with them... What do you become? Yeah, I don't see how you keep your automatic qualifier. Like, that's a... That's not a Power 5 conference. It's not a Power 5 quality. The Pac-12 had eight after they lost Texas and Oklahoma in, in the process of losing and added four non-Power 5, previous non-Power 5s. But they added, like, the best previous or non-Power 5s, you know? But San Diego State's elite? I mean, like, a, or not elite, but San they're Diego really State good. And Boise State would yeah. be good additions. Yes, really good additions. Yeah. Um, and anyway. I think it's all wording. I don't know about the rest of them. I mean, <laughs> it's, the merge is to keep the Pac-12... Contract with the uh, playoff playoff committee. But Wes, if they've been having this much trouble getting TV deals before, what the hell are they going to do now? You're way worse than you were, and you couldn't get a TV deal before. The merger helps you keep the uh, Mountain West contract. Oh goody! Yeah, what's that worth? Dozens of dollars a year? They get on CBS Sports, I think. One million (laughs) dollars per year. Maybe they can get on CW. Maybe they can. Uh, They're going to be on uh, True ACC TV. ACC is doing that, right? True TV yeah. needs something when uh, the basketball tournament's not going on. Good point. Do you want your starting quarterback to play in preseason at all? 57% of voters say yes. Mm. It's all close to 50-50. And it really depends on the situation. Yeah, yeah I think we all agree with that. Even though with Mahomes, though, like, I would expect him to go out and take a couple series at least, right? Well, yeah, you can play he a series rolls his too. ankle again. You know, you keep talking about that. That was another thing in quarterback. Like, that was a legitimate injury. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Did you watch quarterback? Did you not see when he went home that night? He's just wearing tennis shoes? Yeah. If he had a high ankle sprain, Justin, he's in a boot. He's not walking around in tennis shoes and, and going to a party afterwards. Did you see, Well, it wasn't a party. It was people coming over his house. They came over to his house after every game. Yeah. Did you watch all the treatment he went through and all the pain he was having? He had an ankle sprain. Yeah. Ankle sprain. He didn't have a high ankle sprain. He had a normal sprain. You're, you're splitting hairs. He no, was... we're not. There's a huge difference. And they tried to play it up. It was a high ankle sprain. And most quarterbacks would be out for six weeks. But he's going to continue to play on it. He, had, he rolled his ankle. Well, he was injured. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. That is very fair. He was injured. Whether you want to call it a high difference. ankle sprain or an ankle sprain, he was injured. Anyway, I thought it was... Uh, you were really splitting hairs over this deal. No, that's, that's a huge difference. What was the topic? Where were, how do we even get on this? What were we talking about? Quarterbacks playing? Quarterbacks playing in preseason. And that's oh, a, yeah. you got to be what careful. He, yeah, I just think you're being... You're just a hater. That's okay. He just, I hate He the wants way. Mahomes so bad to play in Dallas that he has to hate no, on him. I hate the way they played up the situation like he was some Superman playing on uh, just a terrible injury. In all of our cases, we think our quarterbacks should play in preseason. Yeah. Correct? Yes. 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 At least some. Right. How many quarterbacks shouldn't play unequivocally? I can get Mahomes. Mahomes. I can Allen. get Allen. Rodgers on a new team. Yeah, I he think needs he should to play. play. Allen was pretty stinky last year. He uh-huh. could use some work. I mean, by his by his standard. So basically, Mahomes. I wouldn't play Josh Allen. There's I wouldn't no either. Need. I think he's fine. Those may be the only two. <clears throat> Kirk Cousins? Why does he need to play? Well, I guess that's true. It's not prime time, so he's he'll be fine in those. <laughs> Who's playing the one last game? Isn't somebody playing one last preseason game? Is there somebody playing only two? Or somebody playing an extra game? Is that what it is? It's yeah. the two teams that Jets played in the Hall of Fame. Browns. They okay. Four. okay. That's right. Uh, attention, bow hunters. If you are ready to get out and get your hunting game on the next level, set your sights on the ultimate bow build with our friends at Max Prairie Wings down in Stuttgart. All the best model bows from Elite and Matthews, Hoyt and Bear. <coughs> 
Mm. There's something in here, man. It's just... All in one place. Thank you. Yes, it is. Something. Uh, at Max Prairie Wings, we don't just stop at offering top-of-the-line bows. We've got the great, high-quality accessories you need to make your bow even more powerful. Experience Bowtex down there personally working with you to build your dream bow exactly how you want it. Every shot you take will hit its mark with precision and accuracy. And their bow builds come with proper fitting and tuning, ensuring you're locked in and loaded for success. They also can help you out with some custom-made arrows that are tailored specifically to match your unique hunting style. Don't waste your time with anything less than the best. Get on down to Max Prairie Wings and let them build you a bow that guarantees you hunting success. The best is right there waiting on you. More information at maxpw.com. It is your go-to destination for bow hunting gear for firearms, for outdoor wear, for all kinds of things to have fun outside. It's Max Prairie Wings, where passion meets precision. Happy hunting. Go by and see our friends down there. MaxPW.com or down in Stuttgart. Go by and peruse the store. 11.36, we'll do some game balls and jock straps from the weekend that was. It is brought to you by a Caddy's Touch Landscape. It's 11.36. Listen each Monday when Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia, presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to lunch spot. This is Sports Center. Days two and three of the Arkansas football fall camp were over the weekend. Arkansas running backs coach Jimmy Smith met with the media on Saturday. He was asked if it was difficult to manage a loaded running back room. Honestly, from the outside, it's difficult for me. It's fun. <laughs> so I got one A, one B, one C, and I got Dominique on the way and Isaiah on the way. So it's it ain't difficult for me. It's fun. So they compete. Like I say about the guys all the time. It's fun because I know one going there run for 10. I know the other one's saying, give it to me so I can run for 15. And next saying, give it to me so I can run for 20. So they're not selfish at all. All the ones see each other be successful. Paul Camp continues today. Stay tuned to the buzz for updates. And the Arkansas Travelers lost all six meetings with the San Antonio Missions. The Travelers will now hit the road to face the Midland Rockhounds. That series starts tomorrow. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hunter's Refuge in Whitehall is celebrating 25 years in business with a massive anniversary sale this Wednesday through Saturday. Save up to 75% in our huge tent sale. Store-wide, many items flash to only 25 bucks. Sale includes items from Columbia, Drake, North Face, Oz, Birkenstock, Browning, Bandit, and more. Register in-store to win over $20,000 in giveaways. Sale is Wednesday through Saturday, brought to you in part by Columbia. Hunter's Refuge celebrating 25 years in business. Go to huntersrefuge.com to see the great deals. Attention seafood lovers, Eat My Catfish is back open in Little Rock. The new Eat My Catfish in Riverdale is located in the Riverdale Shopping Center beside the movie theater and Ace Hardware. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. Hey folks, it's Joey and Ryan here. What's up? It's summertime. Hey, we got some great Jeep incentives going on right now. 2.9% financing, rebates, discounts on Jeep Grand Cherokee on select models. We've got 1.9 incentivized rate plus $4,000 rebate. So for all you new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. Or check us out on the web at redriverdodge.com or Red River. We deliver. God bless you. The Mega Millions jackpot from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is now more than $1 billion. So, what would you do if you won? I'll be buying three boats. One for fishing on the lakes, one for fishing on the rivers, and one to take the family out. I would buy us the best seats for every show on Broadway. Got your ticket? If not, visit your local lottery retailer for your chance to win the Mega Millions jackpot of more than $1 billion. This is winning. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Daisy, would you want to go to breakfast at the Boar's Nest on Saturday? Ennis, I'm busy from 9 to 10 a.m. Listening to Guatney Unplugged on the bus. I can't compete with Scott Romine. <laughs> Maybe some other time, sugar. Come on, man. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Give us a call at 661-1037. Now, back to the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Don't call it a coup, The Wizard is here, Justin Ankry and Mahomes Hater, Wes Moore. You know, your ire in that family is really going the wrong direction. You should be focused on his wife and idiot brother. Overplaying his ankle injury, I don't think, is the main problem in the Mahomes family. But that's just me. 
Um, how about some game balls and jock straps? You want to do that? Uh, we got Coach Hampton. And 45, right? I told you. Am I new here? Did I misread the... the uh, 1140? It does say 1140. Okay. We had never scheduled a guest at 1140. Ever. We sh- probably should have combined breaks. Yeah. Blew it, didn't you? Oh, didn't I? Well, is he calling us or are we calling him? Uh, that's what I'm checking. Okay. I think we're going to... I told them I wanted to call him. Yep. Okay. Do you have his number? Yeah. That'll help. Boy, how long was I gone? We just quit... Uh, we're just winging it now. Boy, you guys, I'll tell you what, something's just, just really hilarious. Uh, we're going to talk to the head coach at uh, U- UAPB here in a minute, apparently. What'd you guys do the entire break? We couldn't discuss that? I, mean, I don't know. Just saying. Um, we do have some good game balls to give out, a couple of jock straps from the weekend as well. I can give a game ball. Well, no, we're not doing it yet. Oh. And apparently, we're going to talk to coach. Although, we just, we, I guess we're just going to wing it when we come out of the break because we had four minutes to talk about it and we decided not to say a word to each other. Uh, Mark your calendars. The Oakland Sports Tailgate's right around the corner. We are 26 days away from football, and the Hogs, if you haven't heard, are opening in Little Rock at War Memorial Stadium. It is over behind Double B's at Markham and Van Buren, and we appreciate Oakland Sports being a part of the action. We were just going through some of the numbers with Oakland Sports and looking at the NFL. We'll certainly go through the college numbers with Zach in the not-too-distant future as well. Also want to thank Double B's, our friends, for letting us borrow some of their property. Our buddy uh, Kramer's going to be out there DJing. It's a lot of fun. want to thank uh, Mosquito Joe. First Trust Home Loans, Bud Light, and special thanks to Fence World, Arkansas Portable Toilets, that's key. Arkansas Tents and Tables, also key. And our friends from the Ronald McDonald House are going to be out there hanging out with this as well. So it should be a lot of fun on the first Saturday of college football. It is right around the corner. Speaking of college football, on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, the new head coach at UAPB, Alonzo Hampton, joining us. Coach, welcome. How are you? What's going on? Hey, nothing much. Just getting off the practice field. <laughs> Just trying to get cool down. We got a little uh, thunderstorm, so everybody's starting to cool off now. There you go. We got yeah. We got a temperature respite today. How are you guys handling camp when it's related to the heat here? Uh, obviously, we just starting to take more breaks, uh, giving them more uh, Gatorade, more fuel, more liquid IV, things of that nature. Just being smart, uh, cutting back on some of the team periods, and uh, just making sure those guys are hydrated. Uh, and, and getting their proper rest and nutrition and recovery time. Are you going in the morning typically right now, or are you guys mixing it up? No, no, man. We're all morning okay. uh, right now. Uh, we hit the field about uh, 9 o'clock for stretch, and we were done by 11.15. You guys didn't get much respect in the preseason polls. Did you let your team know about that? Do you uh, use that as motivation? But obviously, I mean, we shouldn't have gotten much respect. I mean, they got a new head coach in the building. You don't get new head coaches for winning. Most times you get them because the program's losing. So uh, we expected that, and, and rightfully so. So we embraced it. Uh, we're not uh, disappointed. I mean, my football players, my coaching staff, our administration, we know where we're at as a program. And when you come off of a losing season the way we did, you shouldn't uh, be at the bottom. you got to earn your way to get to the top. But guess what? We're excited about the opportunity to go out there and compete each and every day. And uh, our kids uh, believe in what we're doing. And so we're excited about just showing everybody who the Golden Lions are. We're not worried about the ranking because at the end of the day, the last time I checked, you didn't get a a trophy for winning preseason uh, uh, champion. (laughs) So when you have a season like last year, and obviously it's a new, you know, coaching staff and a new, you know, era for the football program, do you go back and look at what happened last year much at all, or do you sort of wash – Wash your hands of that. Well, I, I'll be honest. I haven't watched one full game. And, and you know, for to me, I wanted to come in here and get every kid on my roster opportunity to show me what they could do. Okay? And I thought that was the right thing to do. But obviously, as you move forward and then you start watching guys participate, we went through spring ball, and then uh, we had an interview with every player afterwards and kind of, you know, told them what we thought they were in our program. Some guys decided to move on. We didn't have a lot of guys move on. But they had some good talent here on the roster. And, and if you go back and watch some of the games uh, from last year, from what I'm told, I mean, they were in most games. So it, it's not like uh, we're at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, we just got to come in and, 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 you know, refocus and, and re-energize our fan base, re-energize our, our student athletes, and make them understand it is a standard that you have to play to. It's a standard that you have to practice uh, to. And that's what they haven't done consistently over time. So what we're trying to do right now is change the foundation of losing. 
Okay, we got to build a foundation of women. And where it starts is on the practice field, in the classroom, and in the community. And we're excited about that part, and our kids are doing a good job. What are the areas of greatest strength with the Lions going into the season, in your opinion? Well, well, obviously you got three stars back on the O-line, uh, and you can add another guy that played a lot. So our O-line, they finished second in the league in rushing. Uh, so that would have to be an area of strength for us. I mean, defensively, they finished dead last in almost every category. We got work to do on that side of the ball. And, you know, obviously you got one or two players that, that you know, made plays. And so it's our job as a new coaching staff is to get the ball to the playmakers. It's, it's no different. The game is one up front on the O-line, D-line. And the good part about it is you have some good O-linemen. And, um, you know, D-line, we got a couple guys back that played for it last year. So our program will always be built on our O-line and D-line. All that other stuff is for the fans. All those small guys and quarterbacks, you know, pulling the trigger. Oh, that's good. But <laughs> at the end of the day, we want to be tough-minded in everything that we do. It's going to start up front. How much different does the program look and how much different does the league look from the time you were there before back in 2006 to 10? So I'll tell you what. What the league has done since I left here is you got better coaches all around. And these guys are coaching at a high level. And I tell people this. This you can say this is HBCU football. You can say this is SWAC football. This is football. These coaches can coach. And, and that's why I had to go out. We, we, we got really good coaches on my staff. And, and so what I've seen is the jump from coaches, and now these guys are bringing in systems in place that you see all around the country with the tempo and, and things of that nature. And so that's where the league is really taking a change. And now you're going to get guys that are, Unorthodox. You take a Deion Sanders, nobody thought he could do it. Well, guess what? All he does is win. The guy's a motivator. He came in Jackson State. He was, you know, he did some great things. He was cruising at a, a level that people said he couldn't do. But guess what? Now times are changing. It's all about the person at the head of the program. You talk about the chancellor. You talk about the athletic director and, and, the, and the head coach. You can flip a program quickly if you have enough energy, enough juice, and people buying what you're selling. And obviously, we're going to buy more if you win more. And that's what I tell my kids. Everybody's sleeping on the golden lines, and that's fine. We got to earn our way every single day. And that's our motto, man. We're on a never-ending journey on our way to find a way to become better today than we were yesterday. UAPB head football coach Alonzo Hampton with us. Coach, who's your quarterback? So we don't have a quarterback. We got three of them. I mean, real work in progress. We have a moving depth chart, okay? And that's the other thing. Our depth chart changes daily. If you don't practice the way you should play, okay, it'll move. It's called an organizational chart. We won't know who the star is. We got three guys. Uh, two of them played last year. One of them, I think, he broke his ankle. The other one, he got hurt in the game. So we got guys that got playing experience. Then we had another young man that was highly rated. He had to sit out last year. So uh, all three of those guys are doing a good job of competing. But, it, I mean, we're far from naming any starters. We don't have a starter in any position. We got players. We call organizational charts. We grade film every day, and, that, and, the, and the depth chart changes according to how they practice. You have to earn the right to become the starter on a daily basis around here. Coach, you were most recently at Louisiana Monroe, your alma mater. You spent time, though, at Oregon, Florida State, and Arkansas in various roles. When you're with the Power Fives, I mean, what were some things from those experiences you took away that uh, you're able to implement? You know, I know, I know it would be nice to have some of the, the travel uh, advantages you get at that level, but what, what are some things you took from those experiences that you can bring back and use at UAPB? Yes, we have to think outside the box. Like, we, we can't have all the nutritional things that we had at those places because we had money. We don't have all the people that's in the uh, recruiting department. We don't have all the coaches. I mean, I think you can, you, you're allowed to have up to, like, 13 coaches, 10 full-time and three GAs. Well, guess what? Man, we only got seven. But at the end of the day, you know what? Well, we ain't going to complain about it. We, we knew when we took the job what it was. So from that perspective, what we got to do is we got to use our students here on campus. Man, we got to have a program, and we got to be passionate about what we do. Me and my coaching staff, man, I, I go to the cafeteria eat every day. Man, I'm the most accessible coach on when I say I'm one of the coaches that's more accessible. All of our coaches here at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, men's and women, like we have to get out. And we got to get our hands dirty. So I'm so glad I was a high school coach in this state because I can do multiple things at the same time. And I enjoy it. So, man, we, we just go find guys that want to help us and young ladies that want to be a part of our program. And that's what we've done to kind of close that gap. You know, obviously, 
man, I was at USF, man. We won 11 games, the most in the history of the program. How did we do it? We brought it together, okay? It was a brotherhood. It was a coaching staff. It was administration. Everybody getting on the same page. And nobody uh, turning the collar down. If, if a piece of paper needs to be picked up off the floor, then you pick it up. And so that's the one thing I take away from being at a power five. We don't have all the resources, but what we do have is you got want to. And every guy I hired, I asked them, I said, you sure you're built for this now? <laughs> you're your own GA. <laughs> you're your own uh, janitor at times. <laughs> so uh, the guys I hired, they understood the calling that, that we've been assigned, and, and we're excited about it. <laughs> Coach, you're in Oregon for a year. What do you think about Oregon going to Big Ten? Hey, Coach, uh, I can tell you this. The Big Ten is fabulous. My son played for Coach Fitz uh, at Northwestern for two years. He started, won, uh, played in two Big Ten championships. At the end of the day, the Big Ten is smashing out football. I think it's exciting for Oregon. Oregon's a program that needs need no introduction. They're going to compete no matter what they do. Phil Knight does a tremendous job. I remember being in the booth on game days. He was right there in that below with a headset on. So Oregon's going to be fine. USC's going to be fine. College football is going to be fine. The only thing I worry about is the student athlete. You know, we're putting more demands on them. We're putting more travel on them, things of that nature. But the game of football is going to be fine. We just got to understand that we got to think about these student athletes and kind of, you know, we want to do all this stuff for the media rights and, and, and the TV and all the money. That's fine. But let's not forget about uh, the mental health as well and travel, kids being able to get their rest and traveling across country. That's what I kind of wear myself Coach, I can tell by the looks on my co-hosts' faces that they were thinking the same thing, and I'm going to ask it about your son's experience at Northwestern. Did he have a good experience with Coach Fitz? Coach, he loved it. We loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, Coach Fitz is an outstanding uh, coach. He's an outstanding man. My son was there for four years. He graduated, and then he decided to leave on his own this year to go to Tulane to get his master's degree with another coach here. Hmm. Fitz, you know what I'm saying? So. Hmm. It was nothing wrong with what his experience was. It was just time for him to move on. He wanted to go get his master's at another gotcha. place. And so um, I respect those coaches and what they do. It's very unfortunate. And I can't tell you uh, from those kids' perspective how they saw it. That's how they felt. And, and we all know you can't tell somebody how to feel. So if they saying that's how they felt and what happened to them, hey, that my hands off of it. Yeah. I asked my son. I said, "You okay?" That's it. I worry about my son, but mm-hmm. I do worry about collectively as a whole. But uh, those still his teammates, those still his brothers. He loves them. He talked to them, and I'm friends with most of them on Twitter. And I got a lot of them phone numbers. They're, they're good young men. It's very unfortunate at what has happened. Uh, man, that place uh, is, is built on a lot of hard work, and, and those coaches have done a good job. Man, it's just very unfortunate that that situation came out. I'm glad your son's getting an opportunity in graduate school. Also, he gets to go from Evanston, Illinois, to New Orleans. I mean, that's a uh, pretty big step up, I would say, from a culture standpoint. So, hope he enjoys it down there. A little better weather, too. Uh, 24 days, Coach. I'll tell you what, yeah, Yeah, yeah. The weather, the weather was the main part because it was so cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the eating's a little bit better down there, too. Let's be honest. So, uh, you guys, you're taking over a new program, and you get a little bit less time to prepare before your first game. 24 days away with a Thursday start against Tulsa. Give me uh, kind of the, the points of emphasis these next few weeks before you guys get going. Man, we just got to continue to get better as a program. Offensively, we just got to continue to uh, refine what we're doing. Uh, we want to put our kids in the best position to be successful. Defensively, obviously, we got to be able to stop the run and eliminate the big ball. And, you know, we got a lot of kids that, that's out, you know, just like everybody across the country, man, it's been so hot. We got some kids that were kind of dehydrated and they had to take a day off here, a day there. And so we're just trying to get those guys back. And I, I told everybody in our program, man, when you're building something, it's going to take a little time. So our goal is to get better every single day. And as we continue to work towards Tulsa, and I haven't even watched any film. Man, I'm so consumed with my players and our coaching staff that I haven't had a chance to watch them guys yet. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll get to Tulsa when we get to Tulsa. But, man, we added probably another 20-some kids here uh, in the fall camp, and we're trying to get those kids integrated into our program as well. So uh, it's been very exciting, man. And, um you know, obviously, we'll get to Tulsa in, in the next uh, week and a half, and then we'll start honing in on what they're doing. Well, Coach, listen, I appreciate the time very much. Good luck. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you on again here down the road, but uh, good luck the next few weeks, and we'll talk to you again here soon. 
Man, I appreciate you guys. You guys do a fabulous job. And, and you all know I'm a lumberjack at the heart, man. I've been listening <laughs> to the world 3.7 Buzz for a long time, brother. Me and Bo Henry, we, we had them lumberjacks ready on Friday night. Listen to you guys. I love it. I love it, Coach. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you. Good luck. Yes, sir. Have a pleasure. All right, take Thank care. You. That was fun. Yes. Look, I get him on again. I like the uh, bundle of energy. It's awesome. Head over to GuatneyChevrolet.com. Take a look at all the deals they have right now. Great incentives and great vehicles. You can see all the inventory right there at the website, QuatneyChevrolet.com. Keep in mind, they got a bunch of 2023s on the lot that they need to get rid of. They're making way for the 2024s, so they're going to deal with you right now. They want to move those 2023s, and they're going to still pay you top dollar for the vehicle you're driving right now. You'll be able to pay off your note, have some extra cash, put it down on a down payment for a new car, and help that rate. Great rates right now. Great incentives. Check it out at QuatneyChevrolet.com and then head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. It's Guatney Chevrolet. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in their summer auto loan special. Take advantage of 2.49% interest on a new ride. No payments for 90 days or 84 months financing on new 22 or 23 models or refinance your current loan. Alcoa Community FCU.org with a new branch in Sheridan along with the service in Saline, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Bell and Sword in Conway has moved to a new larger location. Hi, this is Joseph Pena of the Arkansas basketball team. Bell and Sword is now located at 1011 Oak Street, a larger selection of everything for men. A Martin Dingman store within a store. More shoes and belts. More of your favorites. Peter Millar, Johnny O, Stacks. Mizzen in Maine, and remember, a tailor on staff. Mellon Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, on Facebook and Instagram. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros makes automotive service and tire buying simpler, always treating customers like family. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros is family-owned and operated, built on honesty and friendly service. Stop in today to shop our wide selection of Continental and General Tires, all backed by a nationwide warranty. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, service like your daddy used to get. Stop in today or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts' new Brake Mess Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Mess Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Okay, next time you're at the store. I dare you to not think about the unmistakable fresh, clean scent of Irish Spring. Yeah, you heard me. I want you to resist picturing a shower filled with those sensational Irish Spring suds. And if you succeed, well, you got what my gramps used to call resolutitude. Not a real word. But let's be honest, you're probably going to end up leaving with Irish Spring. Because of its irresistible scent, and because you have zero resolutitude. Pick up Irish Spring at Walmart today. My partners had told me I should get my knee replaced. I was in my 40s, and I decided that I wouldn't do that. That's orthopedic surgeon Dr. John Herzog, who found regenerative medicine years ago and became a believer. It changed my life around. It improved me to a point where I was able to jog again.